morning, good afternoon, good night. <laughs> this is hey. <laughs> Welcome to Sinister Sunrise. I'm Morgan. I'm Sarah. I'm Aaron. And uh, we flip through. Wow, I can't even... start. We flipped the script. Yeah, and but I was going to do the episodes today. I was going to do the. It's your flipping, nip and flip, but I tried to like make it like we. You know the Missy Elliott song? Yes. Yes, I do. I, but I, tried I can't to do like, Missy Elliott. Yeah, I tried to like make it part of like, oh, you for. And I it couldn't. I couldn't. <laughs> you can try one more time? No. Okay. <laughs> okay. We can't. Play it backwards. <laughs> yes. <laughs> There's a hidden message. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if you listen to this episode and give us like a five star review. Oh, yeah. Something secret definitely comes out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You'll never guess what it is. And we won't tell you. We, yeah. And you may not find it. I, I don't know. Um, there's some, like, some stuff we have to talk about. Yes. A couple of things. Yes. Sarah, I don't know if you want to talk about the thing you brought up, for sure, for sure, this episode. Yes. Okay, and then the other thing I want to talk about is two members of this podcast went skydiving, and I want to sit on one of them. (laughs) We are joining you from the other side. Yes. (laughs) I I will say the best part. So I don't know if Sarah mentioned um, her parents came. So Stephanie was there in the flesh. And right before, it was hilarious. I'm getting strapped in to all the, all the stuff yes. that we need. And I turn around and Stephanie has tears in her oh, eyes. Baby Stephanie. Yes. There were two guys that had gone skydiving right before us. And one of them like was still like amped up from it. Yeah. He was like, I'm, I'm so afraid of heights. Like, that was cool, but he was just like pacing and he was like, I think like I could fight a bear right now. Where's he at? Bring him out. Yeah. <laughs> and my mom literally looks at him. I can see her turn red and she looks at me and she's like, I just, I feel it too. Oh God. And I was like, mom, mom, I'm going to need you to breathe. We are seconds away from going on this plane. I'm going to need you to breathe. Yeah. And she's like, I'm fine. <sighs> oh my God. Yeah. Aaron, you mentioned, you mentioned that Steph, Stephanie showed up uh, at when we went to at our, our bar. I won't try. Oh, our, yes. Our bar. <laughs> and uh, I was, I, I just wanted to like, I just kept like looking, looking over at Sarah and being like, I could just see it. I could just see the whole thing transpire. <laughs> but we did it. We did it. Made it. Yeah. Yeah. Survived. We're here. We survived. We thrived. Yeah. We jumped out of an aeroplane. Yeah. It was freaking awesome. I think maybe some bonus content on this week's post would be... A picture or oh, two. Oh, some pictures. Oh, gosh. Pictures? Sure. Videos of all the skin flaps. Do you know that's what um, a group of UFOs in the sky is called? If you, like a lot of sightings. It's a flap of UFOs or UAPs. That's absolutely oh. terrible. Yeah. It is. A flap. It's, al- it's also fitting for today. We're going to be talking a lot of flaps. Oh, God. Well, Maybe I will that. give you a little sneak peek of my... F- I'll let you each pick one your favorite photo, and then I'll put them together, and it'll be the ending picture on the gram. So... Perfect. We should get to pick each other's photo. Oh, I oh, like that better. We are fine. swapping this month. Yeah, that's true. We could do that. And I have some gems that I would not pick for myself, but you know what? For the listeners, you get the content you want. Mm-hmm. Okay. So peep that whenever you go. I'll, everyone who doesn't listen to this episode and goes to Instagram to see it, they're going to be like, it's going to make no sense with the rest. Mm-hmm. Unless you think it's me falling out of a UAP, which. <laughs> I would probably be smiling just as Can you edit big. that, actually? Yeah, sure, I in the sky. Yeah, note yeah. no, no to myself for later. Yeah. Yes, I can. Wait, no, just make both guys who are behind you aliens. They were holding on to you. <laughs> Sarah's okay. like, wait, like, yeah, that is out. Well, that's one of the things, too, when we were, like, finally when the parachute um, came out, we were just kind of hanging there, and I was just talking to my guy who was like, look up, there's the plane, that's who you, like, jumped out of. And I was like, oh, that was wild. No, I don't, oh, I didn't look up. You, yeah, he was just like, there it is. And I was like, that's crazy. <laughs> barf, barf, barf. One more time, let's do it one more time. We should have got mm-hmm. the $100 off coupon. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah, if you skydive where we skydived, if you book your next flight or next jump, the same day, hundred bucks off. That's not a bad deal. Yeah, they got no. a coop. Hmm. I didn't say yes because I was like, I don't think I'll do this for a year, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. Wow. I'm just glad I still have two co-hosts. Um, <laughs> the power of three is the best. <laughs> Charmed anyone? No. All right. Well, uh, also, so now we can bounce to to Sarah's topic. Yeah, um, to the flap. To the flap. To the flap. Yeah. To the di- other flap. The real. The real flap. The group of, I don't know, you saw the video. The flap was real. But okay. yes, this flap is real as well. Guys, I turned 30 last week and I don't know what my co-host did, but obviously you did something because 
UAP information is blowing up. It is everywhere in your face. Yes, yes, yes. Hell yeah. Um, we'll start with, did you guys, I know I was already kind of talking about it, but I'll put it on here as well. In Vegas. Did yes. you hear what is happening in the Vegas? No, but mm-hmm. I do. That was a weird way. Go on. <laughs> Gas. No, but I'm gassed to hear about it. Let's go. <laughs> okay. So in May, I don't know if it's May 1st, sometime in May, they just started releasing it, but there was a lot of sightings of blue lights coming from the sky, like very fast. It looked like something was crashing into our earth. Some people thought it was an asteroid. They were freaking out. Hmm. Which you're already like, oh, all right, whatever. It could be anything. It could be like the Elon Musk stuff. Well, a police officer, officer of the police, was interviewing someone. And they blurred the faces out. But you can find it online. You can see this thing coming from the sky. And like that's how we know the timestamp of when it happened. So like there is an official sighting like on police body cam of this thing crashing towards our Earth. Will oh. you uh, maybe find that and put it in our Instagram link? Huh? Three percent. Yes. Cool. So I just heard about this in the car on the way back here. So yeah. I have not yet found it myself. But if, as you can imagine, I am just itching. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yes, that was part one. And then ten minutes later, there was a call to nine one one from a family in Vegas, freaking out that there are eight foot eight foot lizard people walking around in their backyard. And you can tell this family is panicked. They're kind of screaming. You can hear people like kind of screaming behind. Like how you're mentioning my mom like had tears in her eyes. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. All I'm picturing is signs. I'm not doing good. I'm not doing good. Vamanos. Vamanos. Oh my God. <laughs> um, I think they're also, they're Hispanic as well. They're speaking Spanish in the okay. background. No, like no, you can no. hear, they kind of have an accent explaining it to the 911 people. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were saying like, this is not a prank, which by the way, it is a felony to call in a prank to 911. Never do that. Oh, not yeah. funny. Not worth it. Mm-hmm. Nope. Um, but yeah, like, it's not a prank. We, we don't know what to do. These are off. They're obviously humanoid. I've never seen anything like this. I, what do we do? What do we, what do we do? Can you get someone out here? And they're just in their backyard. Yes. I don't know if they were cutting through or what happened. Um, again, I have to, I it's just 2023. I want to see the footage. Yes. God. Where's your ring doorbell cam people? <sighs> well, here's the crazy thing. So they rent the apartment they're staying at or the, the home, wherever they're at, they were renting. Mm-hmm. So the landlord is the one that owns the footage. But, but they have it. I think so. They haven't released it yet. And I don't, or maybe they haven't released it to the public yet. Mm. Oh my God. But I know um, the Vegas police, they have like a Homeland Security section, I guess because they are so big. I mean, Vegas is huge. And Homeland Security Vegas has set up surveillance at this family's home (gasps) to see like what else would happen, where'd it go. They're taking it pretty serious. We only really found out because George Knapp, he's like a UAP man, the man. Mm -hmm. He works for a news outlet in Vegas. So he recently got enough information to give this to the public. Dang. All of this with all the other stuff that's been coming out, the interviews that like past government employees are doing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying everything on TikTok is real, but like, whoa, guys, I've been on that side of TikTok and it's... Welcome to the I mean, but truly, do we really like... There's, there's other worlds, bro. There's other people. There's other beings, and they are way fucking smarter than us. Mm-hmm. The the one thing I did see on TikTok was a guy was saying, I don't know his title. It's I'm sorry, this is really bad. I just I guess take what I say with a grain of salt if you want to, but he said, people ask me all the time, why if there if to prove that there is alien life, why are we still alive? Mm. if they mm. could just blow us to smithereens and his comment was because they're just so much more adept than us like we are not a threat it doesn't even matter they said we we fired we've done we fired missiles we've done all these things doesn't even do anything to them yes so part b part three part e- everything <laughs> um you can Ask the co-host. I was nerding out on Tuesday. Like, you guys didn't have to do all this for my birthday. (laughs) Um, Dr. Stephen Greer. I know he's controversial in his own right. One day we'll do an episode on him. Is he a liar? I don't think so. Because again, if even 1% of any of this is true, it's enough to be like, hold the phone. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Who dat? Who Mm -hmm. Yeah. What you saying? Um, Someone in that press release he did, it was this three-hour press release, was asking something similar, Morgan. Like, how do we know, one, that they're real? Two, if they are real, they aren't like, um, 
what's like aggressive. Yeah, I think it was, mm. you know what? I watched your, the video you sent, and then this was another one, a guy commenting on that press release. Gotcha. So he was like his cohort or something. I don't know, but go on. Um, they're asking Stephen Greer, like, how do you know they're not, oh, what's the word? Like, not combative. We'll, we'll water down. They're not mean. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they're mm-hmm. not like the same ethics as us, but they're not like whatever. Um, and he's, he's like, the proof is they've been here and they are smart enough to figure out how to get here and they have not blown us up. Mm-hmm. You can imagine it would be so easy just to kind of like enslave all of us. Like you could do anything uh-huh. and they are not. They're being very patient. Even though we do fire on them, we do crash their ships and take their beings and like lock them places. So just like, they're just like emotionally evolved into just. <gasps> A higher something. Yeah. So if you're wondering why I'm in therapy, um, <laughs> trying to get to that brainwave, how can I be as emotionally evolved as the grays? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's more just like, I think Sarah, you talked about it previously on a, um, on an alien episode, but it's just like, they're just like, I feel like they're just like watching us destroy our planet and just like studying it. They could be. I, I had this weird thought the other day I was watching, um, the Reluctant Traveler, which is going to sound ridiculous, but um, it is where Eugene Levy goes on vacation mm-hmm. and like his assistant set it up. And the whole time he's like, I would rather be in bed, but you guys wouldn't watch that. So we're going to do this instead. <laughs> um, very funny. Highly recommend. But basically they um, they shoot like a sleep dart at an elephant so they can study it. Oh, yeah, the ele- elephant's not hurt. They wake up. They're fine. Um, it sounds similar to what happens in my case today, but I was thinking like, are we so like unadvanced that we're almost like animal like to them? Like, oh, okay, we're gonna we're just gonna capture you for a little bit. You won't remember a thing because uh-huh. uh-huh. there are a lot of stu- like not studies stories of people who've been abducted, and they talk about like they'll like wave their hands over their faces, like the Betty and Barney Hill case. They talk yeah. about that, like oh, it hurts. They're like, oh, okay, okay, you won't remember it. They wave something over their face and then they essentially just black out. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Which sounds like what would happen if an elephant was freaking out to us. We're like, oh, it's going to be fine. It's yeah. going to be fine. Until it kicks in. And then it's like, Pew. Yeah. Yeah. It's wild. But something Stephen Greer was warning against. I only got through two hours. I had a busy birthday oh, week. Wow. <laughs> only. <laughs> okay. I was doing it while gardening. And then I was like, I don't know if the plants like this. I probably got to do some happy classical. I don't know if the plants are going to like this. I'm a complicated lady. I don't put my problems on them. It's a happy environment out there. Um, you just hear... Think happy thoughts. Our poor neighbors have to be so confused. As does my husband. It's fine. Um, no, they're not. It made perfect sense. He was warning that maybe not all the crafts we see and all the abductions we hear about are actual extraterrestrials he thinks and some whistleblowers have came forward and said there's like some black budget military projects where they will like whenever we get one of these down crafts they can reverse engineer them close enough that they can then go abduct people which i think he's trying to say is going to lead to like a false flag operation of like a world war three oh my god so like the government's staging abductions I don't know. Here's Interesting. where I wish I had the extra hour and maybe like an extra hour just with Stephen Greer. Like, hey, gal to gal, can we chat? Uh-huh. Um, I don't think he'd even be offended. Mm, he might. I don't know him at all. So <laughs> human to human. What up? Well, thank you. Mitt. <gasps> Sarah. Sarah to Greer. Um, <laughs> I think he's trying to say maybe like the people that always benefit from war is the ones who are building the weapons. So maybe they're looking for a new way to get more government money. But to me, that also still doesn't make sense because we look pretty close to a war anyway. So it seems like we are on track with those funds. I think just overall, just stop fucking around. Like, let's just be friends with them. Yeah. Obviously, they don't... If I'm chill if you're chill. Can we just like... I just want to meet them so we can... Can I know your intent? Yeah, within the next 400 years, we're probably going to fucking take all of you. All right. Well, that sucks. Um, could we not? Um, I did have a dream once. Um, this is just very relevant because yeah. I didn't even think about it until I started saying that. Um, where these aliens came down and I had... <laughs> what? Please say a weird dance. You just like a... 
A wine I had dance? To, I had to sacrifice myself um, and go back into their spaceship and up to the sky with them or else they were going to kill us. Okay, so just putting this into English for everyone else. Morgan said she had to sacrifice herself, uh-huh. save the human race, and go up into their spaceship. Yeah, yeah, but like, I don't, I don't, that's like, I'm like the, the one person who would, don't, I don't want to do that. <laughs> like, I feel like there's people around the earth who are like, abduct me, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, like and I and like, mean it, like, seriously. <laughs> and I'm like, no, 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 I'm good. I'm good right here in this atmosphere. I don't even want to get on a plane, guys. Like, I, I'm... <laughs> So like this was a big deal, but like uh-huh. it was the only way to stop. And these these aliens, they were super spooky. They were like black shadow people, but like skeletony. Like hey, you know what it was? Uh, oh god, it was like a Death Eater without its robe, but still like smoky. Oh, Ooh. yeah. Was Sarah in your dream? No, man. I feel like she would have said, "Step aside, creepy. I got this." <laughs> creepy enough. This was like a very long time ago. Like oh, I okay. was. Like middle school. Oh, okay. But it still like stuck with me because it was just so vivid. So okay. if you don't hear from me after all this stuff starts going down, you're welcome. <laughs> I will be irrationally angry. Like you're telling me this girl gets to see ghosts and she's abducted. Mm-hmm. What, do, what do I got to do to get some action down here? Like, <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll send for you, baby. Thank you. Thank- Can we make one more stop actually? That's like real, real quick. <laughs> Can we Sarah, scoop her? Sarah would kill me if we didn't stop. <laughs> Like a wall kill me quicker than you do. So can we please just stop on down? <laughs> so for all the ETs listening, one, hey, two, you got two stops. Yeah, at least, at least. You got two stops. <laughs> one is Mo and one is Sarah. <laughs> all right, I could continue, but I won't. <laughs> anyway, uh, aliens yeah. are fucking crazy. They're, okay, Dr. Stephen Greer. He is pushing that we get full disclosure by the end of 2023. <gasps> wow. And he... That's so soon. Oh, my God. I'm, my heart just beat on my Guys, I, I don't want to leave yet. Aw. <laughs> <laughs> I would love if we don't have to leave instead. He's just like, hey, maybe we, we stop doing some of this terrible stuff, yeah. right? Can you imagine if, like, an alien mom and dad come down like, guys, guys, listen. We know it feels really good to hurt each other, but we're going to need you to stop doing that. We need you to stop. <laughs> Because we also need your resources and you're fucking it up. Okay. Dude, that's what I'm saying. Like, maybe the whole thing of like being eco and eco friendly and all of that, like, make it so that the aliens want to land here. Some people have compared our planet to um, <laughs> like a, a gas station in a really bad area. Yeah. Like, they only stop here when they have to, and then they're kind of begrudgingly, God, yeah. you have to deal with these people again. Yeah. Oh, of course, we have to fuel up. But also, a lot of ET stories, um, the message they bring is they're not just like experimenting on you. The ones that actually talk to you, they are very much like you need to be doing more for your planet. Like you guys are really making some irreversible things happen here, and the, everything else in the universe sees it and is like <coughs> why? fossil fuels. <coughs> oh, are you? I'm oh, sorry. Are you sick? Sorry, I was choking. I, are you sick? I swallowed my gum a little bit. Are you sick? <laughs> the bad air quality. Yeah, I keeping the alert for. You mean the air quality oh, yeah. warning that's been on our fucking weather apps for over three or over two weeks now? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's it. And you wonder why I have to play kind music to my plants. I don't want them to panic. <laughs> How else can I get? Yes. Um, now I know the air quality control thing is from forest fires in Canada. Which yeah. Are, which hope everything is going well. Yeah. Um, oh, thoughts out to you guys. I'm not going to say thoughts and prayers because that's cliche as fuck. Mm-mm. I also can't fight that fire, but um, thinking about you. Right. I'm still going outside, so sorry. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if you're curious what kind of episode today is, it's an alien episode. <laughs> all right? We no. Did, we weren't going to. We, were, we didn't venture too far off the path, everybody. <laughs> no, we didn't get abducted off the path. This is the path. This is the way. We are in the ship. Woo-hoo. We're in the ship together. Um. Aaron, do you have any thoughts before I launch into my story? No, I just want to know if aliens are real, so. <laughs> I'm glad I, you asked. Yes. Oh, perfect. Okay. Unequivocally, yes. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, but hold. <laughs> okay, so today I am saving you from my god-awful accent that I tried to do last time. <laughs> um, and instead, we'll be explaining the mysterious disappearance of Travis Walton. Okay. Okay. Okay, so... I am now calm, going back to the story as planned. Okay. I just can't believe all that came out in like seven days. What is going on? Okay, so. Happy happy birth week, baby. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. I was watching. (laughs) Um, 
Okay, so our story today, the official one, will take us to a small town in Arizona called Snowflake, <laughs> and the year is 1975. Aw. Yes. So in November of 1975, six loggers, um, these are men who are working out in the National Forest there, they were felling trees, thinning trees, making piles of the branches. I learned a lot about logging that I didn't know I needed to know, but... <laughs> That's all you need. Love it. Yes. So six loggers met with a local sheriff to explain the disappearance of their friend and coworker, Travis Walton. Oh, well. I did text you guys a picture of Travis, if you want to see him, okay. and all of his 1975 glory. Oh, wow. He cute. 75? Oh. Oh, they said 1995. No, 1975. Seven, five. Oh. I swear to God you said 95. All right. He looked handsome. If I did say 95, whoop, cut that from the record. Cut it, it from the record. This seven, is, then a so five. this is like the year he went, this is what he looked like the year he went missing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Handsome, very 70s porn star stash looking man. Yeah. Looks like a logger. Apparently the mustache looked the most appropriate facial hair you could have in this area. There's a lot of Mormons. Um, oh. And one guy in this group of six, his name was Alan Dallas. He had a full beard. He was much more of a drifter and no one trusted him. Because he had a beard. I mean, other reasons, but the beard Fucking didn't Fucking Alan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> These Allens, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, okay, so a few of the loggers were known pranksters. So the sheriff, he listens to their story with a lot of hesitation. Like, all right. Like, he's kind of halfway, I think, waiting for a punchline. Like, all right, yeah, you have my time. Let's go. Let's go. I imagine him being like a, a sheriff Andy Taylor from Andy Griffith. Like, all right. All right, Otis. I know mm-hmm. you're drunk. Come on. Here we go. Where's it at? Um, but no, as the men talked, the sheriff's attitude changed. He instead started to assume that the elaborate story the men told was something they made up, but not as a prank. He begins to think that these men are making a sloppy attempt to cover up a murder. Oh. And I, I can't say that I blame the man um, because the story is unbelievable and we're going to get into it. So the loggers claimed they'd been working from dawn to dusk in the Site Greaves National Forest, thinning and felling trees for a contract. They were on a tight deadline, so they ended their day after dark. All the men agreed there had been nothing special about the day, and afterward, all seven of them had climbed into a truck, which is the first mystery for me, seven full-grown men in a two-cab truck. Man, you better hope they in the bed. Yeah. Probably nope. in the bed. Oh, oh, not in no, the they're inside. All inside the cab of the truck. Oh, that's a little uncomfortable, but okay. <laughs> yes. Um, Someone's like, what? I'm just imagining one of them like spread out <laughs> on the back like, and everyone's left. Just the driver and then they're all stacked like pancakes on top of each other, like boop, 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 stacked up. So there was a like a back seat. It was like a, yeah, jump like, seat. Maybe. I don't know. Um, but the four guys who smoked, they sat in the back. <laughs> And the three non-smokers sat up front, which to me seems like a funny distinction from the 1970s because now we both know that makes no difference at all. Yeah, but, but whatever. At least it wasn't like in their faces. Yeah. It was behind them. I don't know. Well, God, we hope the windows are down so at least some limbs could stick out. Yeah. <laughs> they probably had to. Yeah. Because they weren't driving like 10 minutes. This was easily a 45-minute drive oh to their God. site. Oh, my God. Because this national forest, it's not like paved roads like it is today. They were... Um, going mm. over bumps and logs. It was a dirt road, dirt road, and that does come up in the story because this truck is not a great truck, and the fastest speed it will get throughout this entire story is 35 miles per hour. Holy shit. Dude, okay. also, like, just camp, homie. That's what I would do. Anyway, sorry. Uh, I think this was, like, their full-time job, so if they were camping, they wouldn't see their families. Got it. Okay. And it was just one of, like, three contracts that they had been juggling, I think, so... Hmm. They were under a little bit of stress trying to get there. Life of a logger. Life of a logger. Okay. They began driving the one road in and out of the forest, and independently, they all noticed a glowing light in between the trees. It was November, meaning it was deer hunting season. So none of them talked about the light. They all kind of assumed it was um, flashlight hunting, which is very dangerous, but not illegal. Um... It's where hunters will, like, shine a flashlight to get a deer's attention, and then you drill it or shoot it. Oh, oh my God. Um, again, not dangerous. Or, whoa. <laughs> yes, dangerous. Not uncommon. Got it. Please underline the word dangerous. You were hunting at night with a gun. Yeah. yeah. As they drove, they noticed the light got brighter, and it was also kind of like an orange hue, orangey hue. Um, so then they started to fear that it was a fire. Oh. 
Yes. Or like, was it a forest fire? So now they're trying to mumble in the car, like, hey, do you guys see that? Think it's this? Think it's that? Um, I guess in between, you know, puffs all the cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> I imagine they had one cigarette between them just passing through. <laughs> they're packed in there so tight. Yeah. Imagine the smoke. One tiny little, little, there's two fingers. Ayo, hit me up. Yes. Pass. Pass. Puff, puff, pass. <laughs> exactly. The original puff, puff, pass. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they think it's a forest fire. They are driving a little bit quicker. Mm-hmm. Um, but, again, this is not a great truck, and it's also not a great road. So when I say a little bit quicker, we're talking now, like, maybe 20 miles per hour. Like, okay, like, let's let's stop dilly-dallying as much yeah. as we can. Let's not, let's not mess around. Let's go. Um, also, there's seven grown men in the car. That's I'm sorry. That's a decent amount of weight. There's no yes. way that that thing's going very fast. Whew, I don't know how they did that. Um, so they're moving until they come to a clearing, and they saw exactly what was making the mysterious lights. Not a fire, not a hunter. It was a unidentified flying object. Or if you're looking for the current nomenclature, a UAP, unidentified aerial phenomena. So in case you okay. thought she was covering Aaron's topic, you're wrong. It's me. <laughs> Plot twist. <laughs> um, specifically, they all said it was a golden flattened disc. Oh, um, gold. Yes, it was like a very shiny gold color. It was a saucer hovering motionless above the ground. Oh. They described it as two pie plates sitting lip to lip. Dude, totally see it. Yes, with a small round bowl turned upside down and on top of the craft. Which to me tells me it was dinner time for them. They'd been out there all day and they're like, all I see is pie plates, man. Yeah. Um, but yes, it's this huge, like, I think this is like 15 feet wide and I want to say like maybe 10 feet tall with a little thing on top. Okay. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why the driver, Mike Rogers, stopped the truck and turned off his engine because the men sat in complete silence for a moment, just staring at the craft because they had him thinking, like, this is not real. This is not what I'm seeing. And also, when do you ever see a UFO? If I'm driving, super sorry, we are stopping the car. Yeah. Like, well, and the fact that everyone's seeing it, too. Also, yes. if the aliens know you've seen it, you're fucked regardless, so... They, they just sat there in silence. I guess they didn't want to maybe tip off the UFO that they're there, because I don't imagine this truck is quiet either. Yeah. 1970s, yeah. it's pulling seven guys up a mountain. Well, plus it's if diesel it's far, it's far enough away, like... Yes. I could go hide somewhere. It's fine. Okay. Um, Travis, he was a non-smoker, and he was sitting shotgun. He got out of the truck and briskly started walking towards the craft. Oh, my God, Travis. Because they'd all been sitting, like, silently, just, again, staring. And I guess he was like, I'm going to do it. I'm just going to do it. He gets out. The men were, they all were, like, whispering, like, Travis, get back in the fucking truck, Travis. (laughs) Can you imagine the panic of just watching? Can you imagine the panic of watching Aaron and I get into an airplane to climb out, like, Get back in the plane. Hello. That's how I felt. Um, but I will say, like, also, like, I know everyone has different relationships with their coworkers, especially for maybe that time. But, like, this is their coworker. It's not like they're, they're not related, right? They're not. But Mike Rogers, who is, like, the, the chief for all intents and purposes and all intents and purposes of this group, him and travis were close friends oh like i want to say okay. travis was even dating mike's sister oh fuck so like so they do have a little more staked in him okay. yes and again you're you're with them dawn to dusk like days on end like yeah. that's what i'm saying yeah, yeah that's true i know everyone has a different relationship and we'll get into it in a second but at least the driver and travis were close enough that he was like what are you doing like oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. my sister's gonna kill me get yep. back in the truck yeah. um but you see, Travis, not unlike myself, was a UFO enthusiast. <laughs> um, and he had rationalized that he wants a closer look before the craft flew away. Oh, no. It's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. <laughs> Part of me gets it. I Whenever was like, we're traveling, we're just going to keep a leash on Sarah. You Go ahead. Go ahead. You get 150 feet, sweetie. Go ahead. Get a little closer. And we'll reel you back. His thought was sincerely, I can always run back to the truck if things get shady. Okay, Superman. <laughs> yes. So he wanted to get as close as his nerves would let him. Oh, my God. So he starts kind of like jogging, and then he gets, you know, closer. And that's when all the men, they saw him, like, kind of start crouching and getting quieter, which I imagine looked hilarious. Just like, okay. okay. <laughs> I don't know why I imagined Kronk from Emperor's New Groove. Like, <laughs> yep. <Yeah. laughs> They'll never see me. Um, yeah, so he starts crouching as he sneaks up on the craft. Again, all six men are sitting deathly quiet in the car now, just like, it's, it's out of our hands. We're going to watch what happens. Yeah. 
um, Travis, to put it in D&D terms, he rolled a 15 on his stealth check. Okay, so he thought he was Gucci. All right, thanks for being <laughs> English as well. Thank you. He might not have been Gucci. Oh, no. As he approached, he started to notice an audible noise. Um, and so the guys in the car, they all started to say it was a strange blend of low and high-pitched mechanical sounds. Oh, God. Yes, there were intermittent high-piercing beeping noise that overlaid a distant, rumbling sound of heavy machinery. None of them had ever heard anything like it. To be fair, if I heard a, a Tesla engine with my, like, well, they don't have engines. Yeah, they have to have engines. If I heard whatever, any kind of engine, I would not be able to place it in what car it is. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. So imagine, like, if this is all real and it's not from this earth, it just sounds like there is some kind of motor mechanic running, and it's like, I've never heard that. I wonder what that is. Mm-hmm. The noise then grew sharply louder, and a beam of bluish light struck out the bottom of the craft and hit Travis and sent him <gasps> flying backwards by, like, ten feet. Oh. The loggers, being the tough men they were, immediately panicked, turned the truck on, and drove away. <gasps> no! They assumed Travis was dead, and they were honestly too scared to check. They just left. They drove through the forest quickly and in silence, and by quickly, 35 miles per hour. Mm-hmm. Um, but they all talked about how like that would that in itself was dangerous because you're going on these huge humps. Like there's these big divots in the road. At one point, they are going around this like water that had rushed onto the road, and um, Mike Rogers, who's the driver, almost crashes, and that's what kind of like brings him back. Like, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. Um, but they were also terrified the saucer was chasing them because just like you said, Morgan, the moment that thing knows you're there, could could be. Yeah, yeah you kind of go into like prey mode. Like I got to get out. Travis got the truck that's on him. He got so close on him. Also, He's just like now. the fact that that beam like shot out and hit him dr- immediately. Like didn't like search around, like boom. I should explain. So the saucer is here. Travis is moving. He gets yeah. almost underneath it. Okay. He is, he is flirting with disaster. And again, oh, yeah. and that beam comes down. So it didn't like, it didn't hunt him down. It does not seem like it hunted him. It seems uh, like Travis maybe got too close. Yeah. His nerves said, go ahead. It's fine. The crazy yeah. thing is it sounds like once he starts getting close, he sees this pile of like wood and everyone in the car is like, we saw him like look at the craft, look at the wood, like he was going to go hide behind this pile of wood, which to me is funny because he's a logger. Like I'll go with what I know. They'll never see me in the wood. Yeah. Didn't get to do that because then it just shot down. He got very close to right underneath it. Bro, what the fuck? Yes. So all the men in the truck, they leave the forest they barely make it around this, like, waterway. And then as they're, like, turning onto the main road, Mike Rogers, again, his friend, has this, like, overwhelming feeling of guilt. Mm-hmm. Like, they realize, again, nothing is changing us or chasing us but our guilt. Um, they had left their friend laying there defenseless. So feeling like cowards, they, they turned the truck around and started the difficult terrain back up the mountain to Travis. Wow. As, they're, as they neared the incident site, their nerves got the best of them. They started bickering in the car about what happened, and they bickered the same points to the sheriff. One man saying Travis was evaporated, another arguing that the beam just hit him. But regardless, all the men did agree on the fact that Travis was struck by some beam of light that was emitted from a floating craft in the sky that they have no way to know what it was. Because the craft, it was hovering, but it was also below the tree line, which is why you wouldn't see it from anywhere else but in the forest. It had okay. its own like little alcove. It's what it sounds like, yes. Hmm. Party Cove. (laughs) (laughs) Party, party. Um, But now they are back at the site. There is no craft, and afraid to approach, the men at first try to, like, back the truck up and then have it face where this craft was so um, the lights in their truck will shine into this alcove. Mm -hmm. Um, Nothing. They don't see anything. They just see that pile of wood. No Travis. Again, no craft. No nothing. They... They then agree, like, all right, we're men. We're getting out of this goddamn truck. They have a flashlight. They're looking around. Um, All they, again, see is those recently piles of cut wood, trees, leaves. And aside from them yelling out Travis's name, the forest was deathly quiet. After about 30 minutes, Mike Rogers gains composure and advised the men, like, they need to go into town. And on the way back to town is when all the men agreed, besides Alan Dallas, they have to go to the authorities. Fuck okay. you, Alan. Alan's got his own demons, all right? Okay. Oh, okay. I was, like, questioning why they wouldn't 
he wouldn't want to go to the authorities, but... He doesn't really trust the police. So what I know about Alan Dallas okay. is... Uh, he is not from the area. He's very much a drifter. And that, that's, I guess, a good type of person for logging. Like, they're not going to do a background check on you. They're not going to do anything. Mm-hmm. Can yeah. you use a chainsaw? Check. Can you work for 12 hours a day? Check. Yeah. Because all you need to do for a logger is complete this one stint of a project. You're not there for years. Mm-hmm. There's no five-year anniversary award. Like, this is it. Yeah. Okay. Contractual. Yeah. So I don't know what his actual history was, but it sounds like he was very skeptical of the law. So I'm guessing he has some skirmishes in the past. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Okay. So imagine you are a sheriff and you hear this story. <laughs> you can imagine why the sheriff is like, oh, okay, something is a bit, a bit weird. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's skeptical. He starts to dig. How had the rest of the day gone? Not just the end. You know, how, how is the week? And the men did have to admit that tempers had flared that day and before. Um, again, I won't get into all the details of the job, but essentially half the men were sawing trees and the other half were picking up the bits and stacking them into even piles. Okay. Um, one of the guys was not very experienced at stacking, which caused Mike, the boss, to go behind and fix the piles. They have to be stacked just so, so that moisture doesn't get in because there's going to be a burning that happens. And if those wood piles are still there, then it kind of defeats the whole purpose. Got it. They're basically making room for new growth. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, well, when Mike steps away to correct the stacks, Steve took a break, which is not cool. Actually, take the name Steve out. You don't know. One of the six guys takes a break. Not cool. So people are already like, like, I'm working all day. Why are you taking a break? Again, it's hot outside. You are literally cutting wood. It's, it's not an easy job. So you see someone taking a break. You're angry. Someone's not doing a good job. That's annoying. Team um, morale is not there. Team morale is not great because also they all know they're kind of behind this tense deadline. Like they have no other option besides like we need to be out here doing well, especially they're doing like you said they're still working at night. Like that's I feel like none of one no one would want to do that. And two like it's not you're not being as efficient because you're not you're not it's not safe. Mm-hmm. So damn yeah, they're um, pressured. They I think they worked until they couldn't like the sun set behind the hills and it finally starts to get nighttime. But yeah. like still you, you mentally probably were done like an hour ago. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of things are trying to really piss off this Alan Dallas guy. Like I said, he's kind of the rogue of the group. Um, only one with full beard and he's got a temper. So at one point in the day, he saw a tree quickly and it almost fell on Travis Walton. Mm. Travis saw it in the nick of time. He looks back and <laughs> Dallas is just like chaotic neutral, I guess, because, uh, whenever... Travis looks back. Dallas is, like, smiling at him. Like, isn't that funny? He almost, like, got murdered. Which they have to tell the cops this now as well. So guess who is, like, numero uno, something is going on. You guys obviously murdered this dude. Um, Yeah, so the sheriff, again, obviously skeptical and for a good reason. He thought one of two things happened. Either one, this was a terrible prank put on by Mike Rogers and Travis. Or something terrible had happened to Travis and it was not committed by aliens, ETs, whatever. It was committed by one, if not all, these six men sitting in front of him. Wrong-o. Okay. I say wrong Okay, okay. Um, the sheriff was overheard telling his deputy that tomorrow they would have a search party in the forest and Travis Walton would be found dead or alive. That would be the proof they needed. I love that. Yeah, he's like, whatever they're saying, go home. I don't care. We're going to find this body tomorrow, and you guys can then answer for what really happened. Man the next day, what? Man with a plan. He was a man with a plan. He does not seem to be a very open-minded gentleman. Well, and it's just, I feel like he could have just been like, fuck you, bye. Like, well, it seems like he was kind of letting the line out, like, to give them, to kind of entrap themselves. Like, okay, like, what happened that day then? Like, let's give me more mm-hmm. details than what you guys obviously practiced in the car. Like, tell me more and more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is why when you hear these tempers flare and, like, they have these deadlines, he's thinking maybe... They set this up so when they don't meet one of these deadlines, they're not going to be penalized. Mm. At one point, he thinks maybe um, Mike and Travis, like, drug the other guys in the car. So they see something. Oh, my God. Uh, that's, like, that's why he's going, like, all these different roads except for what they're saying, which, again, makes perfect sense. It's a one in, like, three million chances. Six men are going to be like, we saw a UFO and he took our friend in the woods. Like, can you arrest that dude? Like, what are you yeah. going to do? Yeah, yeah. Um, so next day, search party come the woods, found nothing. Search dogs were deployed, still nothing. 
Travis's scent was found in the area where it should be, but there's no trail afterwards. Okay. And this is a very, very, very small town, and things are tense. Um, one of our longtime friends and listeners of the show, Madeline, helped me find some really old newspaper clippings of nice. like this time and area. Oh, cool. And people were very divided on if the loggers killed Travis or if this really was a UAP. Like you can see people are like, it could be. They're probably just making some weird prank. You know how loggers are, which I don't, but maybe they did. <laughs> um, you know the type. <laughs> yeah. Well, Travis's family is also torn. His brother comes to almost physical blows with Mike Rogers. Like, you killed my brother. Just admit it, you son of a bitch. Like, oh, my God. Ooh. It is getting tense. Um, the sheriff subjects the loggers to a polygraph test, which we know are flawed, but five out of the six passed. The sixth was Dallas, and his was inconclusive. Again, they do kind of chalk it up to maybe he wasn't super, um, you know, cool with the police. Yeah. Uh-huh. But... Some of the questions on the polygraph were, did you see a UFO in the woods? Did you hurt Travis Walton? And they all answered yes to the first and no to the latter. Wow. Both were identified as true on all five of these polygraphs that passed. Okay. And again, better or worse, we know that polygraphs are not always accurate. Mm -hmm. Luckily for everyone, on day five, five and a half, um, Travis's brother receives a phone call that he at first thought was a prank but it ended up being from travis he was in a town 30 miles away what and the call was made from one of the only pay phones in the area that at the time in the 70s you could speak to an operator first before you had to put money in because he was he was naked he was emaciated his beard had grown like which again that's like a huge deal at the time like you don't have beards whatever called his brother like i i think this is where i am i need you to come get me what? So, okay. Travis is now alive. We know he's alive. Um, and probably not very well. Sounds, sounds not. No, he is not doing so hot. No. Um, when they showed up to grab him, they didn't bring all the loggers. It was just, I think, Travis's brother, his girlfriend at the time, and I want to say Travis's mom. Good and bad news. One of his relatives, mom, brother, I don't remember which one, they had actually contacted some UFO, like, investigative groups, like MUFON. Um, so as soon as they find Travis, this MUFON guy comes and gets his first evacuated specimen, which means he takes a cup of his pee. Because they want to test it to see, um, are there any ketones in your pee? Have you been eating? Are there any drugs, any alcohol? Like, um, there is none. Like, it seems like he had been fed enough, but he was very dehydrated. He, um, no drugs, no alcohol. They couldn't tell you, like, what he was eating or anything, but they can see, like, someone was keeping him alive. But again, he did not look well. He had PTSD. Like, he looked like a scared animal. Wow. Can you remind me how much time has passed? Five and a half days. Five and a half days. Oh, okay. A long time. And then again, he shows up 30 miles away from where away. he should be. No clothes. Beard. And the beard, beard is a weird not, detail that keeps coming I up. It doesn't grow that yeah. fast. Like a beard beard. He thought he had been missing for like 30 minutes. So they keep him separate from the other loggers. They're like, we don't want you talking to them. And the police especially didn't want him talking to their logger. We don't want you corroborating these stories. Um, But do you want to hear about Travis's experience? Uh, Like it's my damn job. Yes. Yes. So um, Travis came to feeling very weak, hungry, and with a bitter metallic taste in his mouth. He struggled to open his eyes, but when he did, he saw a large rectangular light above him. There was brushed metal ceilings, and he could make out that he was on some kind of raised bed. So his immediate thought was, I'm in a hospital. Something must have happened. I'm in a hospital. Could you imagine if you had made everyone wait? If you had done a two-parter and said, do you guys want to know? Well, you'll have to wait. That's immediately what I thought you were doing to me, Uh just so you know. (laughs) Okay. Do you want to wait? No, I'm, just, I'm not mean. No, I want to explain this as much you want to hear. I was like, uh, I mean, it wouldn't be that mean to me because I get to sit here, but the <laughs> listeners may come and kill ya. <laughs> um, no, we'll go sorry, first. that's just immediately. I was like, I was like, uh, yeah, I want to know. Are you like, are you, about, are you pulling my leg? <laughs> well, I'm asking because you could keep the story as simple as he showed back up. It was very strange, and 
No one was charged with murder because obviously he is alive. No, 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 no. Okay. I, I want to know. I want to okay. know. Okay. All right. Just checking in. Checking the polls. <laughs> um, they also that for Travis. He was alive. Mm-hmm. So, okay. He, this is him kind of explaining what he remembers from being on the ship. He's talking okay. to the sheriff about this. Like, here, here is my memory. Um, like I said, he woke up. There was a large rectangular light above him, brushed metal ceilings. He's on a raised bed. He thought he was in a hospital. Makes sense. He couldn't quite remember what happened, but he's like, I'm in a hospital this makes sense because I don't feel well. Like, I feel like I've been hit by a bus. Mm-hmm. Um, closing his eyes again to com- combat the vertigo, he starts to notice that the air in this, quote, hospital room was too hot. It was also humid. He could feel beads of his own sweat on the bed he was laying on. Oh. He also noticed that all of his clothes were on, coat, pants, everything. However, his coat and shirt had been pushed up to his shoulders. Oh. And then, like, you know, as you kind of wake up, you start to, like, really feel, like, your body. Like, all right, let's mm-hmm. do a little, little assessment here. What's going on? Um, there was a contraption on his chest. He said it went from his armpits down to his, um, like, belt line. And then it went all the way to the middle of his ribs. It was, like, a cold com- compress of some kind. Um, and when he opened his eyes, he could see it was made of a shiny plastic. Hmm. And there's also like a light kind of coming out of it. So he's like, this is very strange. But when he opened his eyes again to look at this contraption, that's when his gaze wandered to the doctors and nurses that were around. And to his horror, that's not what he had expected because it was not, in fact, humans. Um, it was something very, very different. And he was like, oh, shit, what is this? Um, there was three beings they had surgical masks on and orange surgical gowns. He couldn't see any seams on the gown, which he also thinks something's wrong with his eyes at this point. He's trying to figure out, like, it's got to be me. Like, I am the drama. Something is gone. Well, also, <laughs> like, I mean, that's just, like, you kind of mentioned, like, when you, like, wake up from sleep and you're, like, kind of disoriented, right? Like, this guy is, like, waking up from, like, being hit by, like, a fucking laser beam or of, uh-huh. some, of some kind. I can only imagine how fucking out of it you are. Whew. Okay, Trabby. Okay. Yeah, he sees the, the masks, and he's like, okay, that tracks. The orange is weird, whatever. 70s groovy. <laughs> and then he, like, looks at their eyes, and he's like, bah, no, 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 no. Something is very wrong. Oh, no. um, he said, like, oh, fuck no. <laughs> he, they had these huge quarter-sized brown eyes with no white around it. It was just, like, eyes twice the size of normal humans, no hair, and they're five feet tall. Oh, I don't know if I like that they're smaller. <laughs> yeah, I don't know which is more intimidating. Yeah, they're not like crazy small, like you'd think of gray, but they are like five foot tall. That's what he kind of puts okay. them at. Okay. Um, he basically instinctively starts swinging, like, oh, fuck, no, I'm getting out of here. What is this? Mm-hmm. He manages to hit one of the beings, like with his swinging arm. Oh. And he talks about how light they are. He's like, they, um, under their garment, he's like, it was just, it was fat and like, sin- he called it sinewy, like sinewy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it's not a lot of substance so like when he hits the first one the first one knocks into the second one so then he jumps up oh um and as he's like stumbling to his feet the device on his abdomen falls off and it falls pretty hard to the ground which is how he knows it was like a hard plastic okay and also that tells us it wasn't connected to him whatsoever it was just laying on top on of top him. of him uh-huh. he starts to feel around for something to protect protect himself with um he's kind of acting like a cornered animal like to be fair, if I woke up and was like, whoa, whoa, this is different than what I expected, um, and you are not supposed to be here. Yeah. Even if you are a UFO enthusiast, that is scary as hell. Yeah. Like, I think I would also be like, mom, yeah, come pick me up. I don't want to skydive from this, this craft. <laughs> um, he finds a clear cylinder and attempts to break it to use as a weapon, but it won't break. So he just starts, like, swinging around crazy, like, come, come close, I dare you. Mm-hmm. Um, and he starts screaming at these beings, like, damn you, don't come any closer, like, I'll fuck you up. Like, very, um, like, I am man, mm-hmm. I will protect myself. Yeah. Uh-huh. But as he's standing there, that's when he's getting a really good look at these beings. Again, he noticed they stand five feet tall to max, so they are very short, mm-hmm. um, with very pale skin that Travis describes as being, quote, marshmallowy. Oh. They, like, sm- oh. I don't like that at all. Yeah, it sounds like me like white and kind of fluffy. Like it doesn't seem like like poreless. Yeah, because mm. also they don't have any fingernails. Ew. Oh. He talks about their hands being very smooth, unwrinkled. 
no fingernails. And he gets a good look at them because as he's swinging this around like a wild man, like a caveman, these beings have their hands up and like palms out in the international symbol of like, calm your shit down, mm-hmm. calm down, uh-huh. it's coming. Um, but you can see the outline of their body was humanoid. They had two legs they stood on, two hands, one head, but the rest was just off. Um, they had small feet that seemed too small for their body. And on the other side, their head seemed like a little bit too big. And they had these huge eyes, like you talked about. All I'm picturing is like a white bubble buddy. Like shiny, smooth, just... I don't know why. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's immediately what I thought. Well, they had no eyelashes, no eyebrows. Um, That's already jarring as fuck. A human with no eyebrows is scary. I'm, yes. I'm with you, Travis. Well, like, like no hair, no eyebrow. Like They are hairless, marshmallow beings with no... Um, is it keratin that you need for like your hair and mm-hmm. nails? Mm-hmm. Maybe they don't have that in space. I don't know. But they, we can sell them some. Um, to, <laughs> we get yeah, some biotin, uh, baby. <laughs> yes. Sponsored by no one. Um, so the beings made no sounds. Like Even as Travis is yelling and trying to break stuff, they're not making any sounds. They're just like standing like this, kind of coming towards him. And then they realize like he is not going to calm down. Mm-hmm. So he starts to terrifyingly lunge at these beings and they basically put their hands down turn around and walk out like not my monkey not my problem not doing it they just leave oh um and his adrenaline is now pumping as you can imagine so he looks on the room for a better weapon all he finds are tiny medical utensils that would not work instead they actually scare him more because he's like all i can imagine is them being used on me like i can't defend mm-hmm. myself with these like these child's trinkets yeah. like so he, he drops a cylinder, he drops everything, he walks out. Um, he talks about there's, like, openings in the walls, but no actual, like, doors you have to open. Oh. So okay. he's like, doorways. Yes, doorways. He saw the beings walk out and go to the right, so he walks out, goes to the left. Okay. Um, there's a chance that my back is now to them. Absolutely. fucking loot me not. Yeah. No. Dude, I, don't, I don't even know what I would do. Um, mm-hmm. As he's going to the left, he sees another doorway. And he goes in. This room is just a chair with buttons. Oh. After clicking them, he, it sounds like he stumbled upon like a star map, but not a way out. And also during this time, he's like, is this craft like in flight? Because I could actually really like royally screw all this up. Yeah. Like happily, something in him is like, maybe I should stop clicking buttons and pulling levers because this is not one, getting me out to. I'm trying to live. I could be killing myself. Yes. Got it. Or like making them even more angry. Mm-hmm. So he, he's frantically pacing the room. He's like, what am I going to do? How am I going to get out of here? Until he sees another human. Oh. He describes a six-foot-tall athletic man that walks into a room. Knight in shining armor. Um, actually, I guess knight in shining velour. He has a helmet and a blue jumpsuit on with no insignia. So like, you don't know if he's like from America. Like, where are you? Just mm-hmm. this blue jumpsuit and a space helmet. Um. Travis is like elated, like, oh, thank God there's someone else here. What do you know? Asking all these questions. This humanoid kind of just like smiles, but does not answer. Instead, he like takes Travis's arm. He describes it as being like firm, but not um, forceful. Forceful. Like it's very friendly. Like, okay, like, running on this way. Again, not making any sound, just like with his Come body on, motion. <laughs> well, Travis to himself is like, maybe he can't hear me because of the helmet. Like, okay, cool. He actually looks like me. We're just going to trust it. Which, to his defense, what do you, what else, what other option do you have? Yeah. yeah. You want to stay in the star room with the weird short people that also don't speak your language? Um, okay, so Travis goes with them. They walk through a slew of corridors, and then they actually go on to another craft. Oh. Yeah. Leave one craft, go on to another. Okay. Um, while on the next craft, Travis is brought into a room with a chair, a table, and most importantly, three other human beings. Whoa. There are two men and one woman, all in that same blue velvety jumpsuit, um, but these ones didn't have helmets on. Okay. Travis also described them as being very muscular um, and like very perfect looking, no blemishes, no freckles. The women, or the woman, <laughs> he described as having, quote, the face and body that is the epitome of her gender. Wow. All right. <laughs> take that as you will. Yeah. Um, These are my fucking worries. Uh-huh. <laughs> Thank you. Uh-huh. I would also be like, 
Is this really the time to give her a one out of ten rating? Like, yeah. <laughs> There's no drinks to buy her, Travis. Like, <laughs> your compliment is useless here. Um, once inside with these humans, he's like, "Well, someone please explain what is going on." Yeah. And again, no one responds. Instead, oh. they start to lead him to this this table in the middle to like lay down. He's kind of like fighting against them, but they're like, you know, okay, not making any sounds. It's still like gently pushing him down the bed. And then they put this clear thing on his face, which in retrospect he thinks is like an oxygen mask. And that is the last thing he remembers. Oh my God. <sighs> You're fucking with me. That's the last thing he remembers before he wakes up naked in a town 30 miles from where he was abducted. Oh my God. To this day, none of the seven loggers have recanted their story. They all gave urine samples. They took drug tests. None of them were drunk, drugged, or groovy. Um, they have almost all of them have been hounded by media, news outlets, UAP wet blankets that like think this can't be real. You guys are all lying. Um, none of them have changed their story. Some of them are offered as much as 10k in cash to recount their story. Couldn't do it. Oh my god. Um, instead, those who wanted to, they moved away from the small town and just started new lives. Travis Walton still does interviews. Recently, he was on Joe Rogan. Oh, And he, again, has not changed his story, although he has changed his attitude on if he would have gone towards the ship that night in 1975. <laughs> well, he now says it, it wasn't worth it, and he would much prefer to have a normal life. He's yeah. like, it's, it's a blessing to know they're real, but this was horrific. Like, imagine, like, you go through something you don't understand. You get dropped into the small town. Now media is everywhere. Mm -hmm. Everyone wants you to be a liar. Like, this can't be true. You must well, have done something. And he has no idea what they did to him. Correct. He has no memory of what really happened. He only remembers about 30 minutes about out of the yeah. five days he was there. That's, That's crazy. My eyes there, are watering. Mm. There is a movie made about his experience. It's called Fire in the Sky. Oh, I watched I it. Heard of that, I think. We should all watch it. Okay. Um, and he's interviewed on, like, his take on this because it's, it's actually very scary. And Travis is a very calm person. He's like, I, I didn't want to make a movie for a long time because they, they're creative people. They're going to take these creative liberties. Mm -hmm. um, but I was told, you know, they wouldn't do it with this one. They did. I mean, he's like, but that is Hollywood. There's only so much you can really fight back on. He's like, but what I know is I know my story. I know it's true. I pass these polygraphs. I don't know how else to tell you guys, but this is true. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Mm -hmm. um, and that is where his story ends. Again, he is still interviewing, still telling the story. I if he's had any, like, weird health things or, like... Yeah. Okay. But if we can pivot for one second. Okay. So... Did you guys watch the part of that Stephen Greer press release where they were showing those humanoid people that looked like beautiful Squidward? Ooh, maybe. I'm trying to remember. I'm not sure. Yeah, I can't remember. But, uh, nope. Here's what oh. um, a whistleblower said these otherworldly beings looked like. Okay. Does that not sound a little bit like the uh, second set of humanoids? I was like, these are beautiful people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because you can see they're In like the ripped. Yes. Huh. Um, someone else also posited maybe they are like us from the future um, because think about like the way trends are going with makeup and like plastic surgery. Like, yes, you want high cheekbones. You want those bigger eyes and like a small, cute little chin for a girl and like no blemishes. Yeah. Um, you know, they want you to look like a seal, basically. We want you to look like a beautiful squidward. <laughs> oh my God. Um, Oh, there's something else I was going to say, but I forgot. But so far, do you guys have any thoughts on this story? I don't feel good. <laughs> it's insane. It's insane. I can't wrap my also, head around like, why it. is Benny and uh, Barney. Barney Hill? Betty and Barney Hill? Yeah, Betty and Barney. I said Benny. <laughs> why is theirs so popularized and this is not? Um, I think because maybe theirs was the first one. It was huge. Mm. Um, this is way better. I think it is because you have six eyewitnesses. And again, three of the six came from very Mormon families. So they're not drinking. They're not like, yeah. to me, this is one of those cases where it makes them more credible. Like 
-hmm. I believe you do not just go get hammered in the woods after working with chainsaws. Well, it's not just a husband and a wife. It's Correct. fucking seven fucking people were involved with this. Yeah. I think with the Betty and Barney Hill abduction, though, there was more um, evidence after. Like, their car was radioactive or something. Like, the top mm -hmm. of his shoes had scrapes, whereas Travis was found naked. And, like, the police weren't there when he was found because his family was like, we're going to be peace for, like, 20 minutes. What yeah. is going on? Um, all they really have is those specimen samples that say he, you know, wasn't messing around, but mm -hmm. some people think, um, yeah, again, it was a hoax or the idea has been posited that they didn't mean to hit Travis, but he kind of got in the way of like their takeoff beam or whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. So it's mm -hmm. the equivalent of like us hitting a deer on the highway and someone's like, we got to fix this. Like now there's proof we're here. What is this? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then maybe when he was freaking out, they called the beings that looked closest to us and like take your take your trash yeah. <laughs> because yeah. he is fucking up our stuff he is fighting our people yeah either like they called them in or they transformed into them that's another thought that was my my brain went it's like they were they went to the right and they were like all right he's too scared suit up and then yeah. went and found him again there's like a long explanation of how he gets to ship number two which i didn't put in here because a lot of detail but mm -hmm. no, your summary was perfect thank you also, to get, um, he wrote a book, but to get that book is fucking expensive. It's out of print. The cheapest I found it was $92. It's out of print? Yes, like they're not still making this book. Mm -hmm. So, like on Amazon, you can get it for $90. Bucks. Um, I also saw it like for $300. Oh, gosh. <laughs> like, no whammy, no whammy. Give me a $50 book. Oh I will do it for $50. Mm -hmm. um, What's it called? It's called The Travis Walton Experience. Oh. But I did find a 300-page MUFON document explaining their investigation, which I will go through. But anyway, yeah, that is the Travis Walton disappearance, abduction, and resurrection finding, however oh, you want to say it. That's oh crazy. God. I think it's, I was, yeah. I was really expecting him, like, not to be found. And that was going to be the big debate, like, alien abduction or do they kill him? So, so Aaron, that's wild. what do you think? Yeah. Yeah, you true crime junkie. I know. I was leaning that way at first, but now that he's found, I don't know. I don't think it's a prank. That just doesn't make any sense. So, Especially yeah. since none of them ever recanted or changed their story. They're all kind of spooked, like, this mm -hmm. doesn't make sense to us either. Yeah, I'm team alien on this one. I'm so. definitely team alien. I'm Welcome. definitely team what you said. Like, I think they thought they were like, fuck, we hit a human. Like, guess we'll sti like, stitch him up. Like, who knows what who knows what state he was in before he woke up? True. Maybe that thing mm -hmm. on his chest healed him. Oh, thank you for saying that. Yeah. So one of the um, people trying to poke holes in the story is if you were hit by a beam of light and you flew 10 feet, like, I think they gave like a very graphic depiction to the police of like what happened. They were, people poking holes were saying, you should have bruises. You should have lacerations. Like five days is not enough for you to wake up and just be kind of like um, dehydrated. Like there should be more issues. Yeah. And Travis himself thinks maybe it was an accident. Like he got mm -hmm. in the wrong spot. They tried to heal him. He freaked out, went to ship number two. And, and they finished the job and yeah. knocked him off close enough. And the beard thing. Yeah. yeah. yeah like five days like is Like maybe they, they weren't enough his... to grow a beard. It wasn't a full beard, but it was enough to see like... You can tell More he had not shaved in five days. Shadow. Yes. Oh, okay. So that was the point they were making is like he has not. It looks like maybe like a month instead of five days. Oh, no, no, no. It looks like five days oh. worth of beer. I should have said that. Oh. Got it. The thing okay. they're trying to prove though is like that was not Travis. That is not like the culture he grew up in. Like you want to yeah, be fresh faced. That, that foreign stash you're talking about, that was like the. That was it. That was the most you're going to grow. So like him having this extra five day beard and he was also very confused like i've only been gone 30 minutes like what is this i wonder it's like it's well, almost too like maybe maybe he was in their in their custody for five days maybe they gave him a drug to make him sleep for four and they he was just mm -hmm. in the woods for four days maybe time very different in a true yeah. ufo mm -hmm. maybe he got some kind of healing in his sleep i don't know but <gasps> it's wild you got eyewitnesses you got no one saying this is not true Sarah. Travis that Walton, baby. Wild. Ah, so I'm good. glad you took that. Thank you. I didn't need to do that. You needed to do that. <laughs> <laughs> you needed to do that. It's just crazy because there's like newspaper clippings. Like everyone knew something was going on. Hmm. Oh, I don't. I have. I'm chilly. <laughs> I'm currently working up the nerve to email like the the newspaper company or whatever that wrote this article. Like, hi, do you have anything else? Or like mm -hmm. anything else in Travis Walton? 
So, um, yeah, shout out to, again, our longtime listener and friend, Mad One, who helped me find those papers. Because yeah. I was trying to find, like, what did people in the area think? Do they think it was a hoax? Were they also, like, eating into this? Mm-hmm. They were pretty ambivalent. Like, it, it's, um, it's a good story. It could go either way. Where is this man? Wow. Mm-hmm. Travis Walton. Oh, I agree. Sheesh. Well, thanks, Sarah, I guess. You're welcome. Um, if you like what we're doing here... <laughs> You can head on over and give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Also on Spotify, you can give us a follow. Uh, we would love to uh, continue receiving your support through these trying times of, you know, maybe the end of the world. We don't know what's coming. Oh, sorry. I'm good. I'm good. Oy. Anyway. Uh, anyway, listeners, thanks as always. And uh, until next time, stay sinister. Bye. Stay safe. <laughs>